Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? I did find an article, 21 Devastating Stages of a Narcissist Relationship with an Empath. And uh, it's by Derry Davenport. So I may actually bring up some of the highlights of the article. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I'll send you the link to it. Empath falls in love with a narcissist. And then there's some stages that they go through. And a lot of them are very similar to if, you, if there is such a thing, a regular relationship. You know, you start out in the beginning with the butterflies and, you know, all that good stuff and then it's and we've all dealt with them whether we understand what they are or not at, at some point they sneak up in our lives and only later after we're done with that relationship and we start to look back on it and I feel like most people don't really take the time to evaluate what they just went through they just move on to the next one and then they find another one and they're like how did this happen? Almost like a pattern. I feel like if we stop and take time, like I spend more time personally out of relationships than in one. Yeah. And yeah. so I can do a lot of reflecting and I know that I'm a magnet for them. Sad but true. I've been in the same relationship since I was a teenager. I have a lot of experience with a lot of different kind of men, but I will say men that I have been in um, relationships with have all kind of had the same personality. So you would not be alone in that, but I think it's also because we are both being empaths and we're very intuitive and sensitive to other people's emotions. And My guest today, her name is Miss T. Miss T wanted to come on and talk about things in, in life. So that's where we're going today. And I hope you stick around. It's going to be a really good show today. I consider you an empath. I consider myself an empath, but we are living in a world full of narcissists. And I feel like one of the leading factors, at least with today's generation, is the social media. Oh my gosh. Yes. 100%. Because it's all out there. Everyone's a star. Right? So I feel like people think they can, okay, you know, they have a like or a dislike. Mm, I'm feeling this today. Mm, I'm not really feeling this today. So I'm going to go ahead and switch lanes and go on to something else. You exactly. Know? It's that easy. And yeah. it really is that easy. Well, in the platform such as like TikTok, which I love and hate at the same time. Let's just say right. that because I love it because I do find a lot of relevant information to things that we are being censored on. And it's also why I feel like they have wanted to ban it, at least in America, because that is where people are finding truth, you know, to situations. But at the same time, you have to get past the you know, scroll past the ones where it's some clown on there doing some weird stuff and they're getting a million views and you're looking at it going, what is this? You know? Yeah, over nonsense, right? But then the ones who are out there really trying to educate people, um, they're finding hard to get the traction. So I don't get it. It's where we are. Things like Instagram, the Instagram models, things like that. I don't care to see your ass shaking it around like 
whatever you want to get paid or whatever you have no skills we get it your only skill is your ass we get that but uh, but you know but at the same time though would you not agree that if that's what they're doing and there are stupid people out there willing to give them the hits and the likes and whatever to cause their bank to roll whatever go on girl do your thing you know I can't blame you because you know it, it is what it is that's where we are right now but again uh, inception of social media platforms has created overnight stars and for whatever reason you know it has created a generation of narcissistic personalities it comes down to it honestly and my sister's the one that actually said this to me but I think there's a lot of truth in it she said he's a narcissist basically I mean people throw that term around loosely I know it's disorder true I think nowadays when people use that term and they use it very loosely what they're really saying is I mean all combined into one it's basically someone who is selfish they put self above everything else I often wonder, you know, does a narcissist know they're a narcissist if they haven't been clinically diagnosed? Probably not. They just feel entitled. A lot of people out there that think, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. No problem. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Yeah, I just want what I want. What's wrong with that? (laughs) I want what I want, and I do what I want. And I think a lot of times, it's like I said, it's all about self and they care less how it affects anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. They're going to do what they want to do to make themselves happy and that's all that matters. What's your definition of an empath? What do you feel uh, are qualities of the empath? Well, for me personally speaking, I think an empath is someone, like I said, is you're the opposite. You you care more about others' well-being, and you know mm-hmm. you are more in tune with emotions and feelings, and you know you pick up on it, and you take that. It's like an internal thing. It's like a personal. It can be you know. overwhelming, I find. Oh, absolutely. At least from my point of view, say I'm in a room of I don't know twenty people or whatever. My spidey sense radar whatever you want to call it i think the empath tries to draw those feelings out of the person for whatever reason to make them feel better to associate with them that hey you're not alone i feel like an empath is more real everyday situations and what happens to be going on around not only them but in the world and it can be a burden You know, it's a blessing and a burden at the same time because it's a blessing to be able to understand what is happening. But it's also a burden because sometimes we want to be able to help a situation where we have absolutely zero power to help. So so there's the burden, you know. You'll carry the ship, but you can't do anything about it, especially if it's not your issue to take care of. And sometimes we want to do that, and that gets us into trouble. I know I have. <laughs> I have been, you know. So I feel, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that it's a feeling, you know, like you're you're vibrating on the same level, if you will. Yeah, it's almost like a it's like like a soul thing. It's almost like your soul is communicating with another soul. And yes. Yes. Like I said, their emotions, their feelings. And even if they have a front, okay, if they're putting up a front, like, 
everything is okay in the world, that there's nothing wrong with them, their, you know, outer exterior or, you know, their persona is all like, I don't know, it's almost like a guard, like they're guarded. People may not be able to see that, but for me, I can see right through it. You know, you can't hide from me. Like, I know exactly what's going on here. You may fool everybody else, but you're not fooling me. I can see it. I can feel it, you know? Do you think it's a issue of boundaries? I, I feel like empaths have a a different level of keeping boundaries, keeping people from walking over their boundaries, but at the same time, a narcissist wants to bust through boundaries. I think there's the difference. Like an empath sometimes will let people walk all over their boundaries while a narcissist says, ooh, there's a gate, let me bust through that. You know, and see what's on the other side of this, you know. I, I think that with both personalities, there's boundary issues. The empath wanting to protect themselves in their boundaries, but then the narcissist sometimes has that personality that's just very overwhelming. And they find ways to break through your boundaries and trash them, if you will. So a boundary issue on both sides. And, you know, I've heard, too, and this is kind of crazy until I actually started doing a little more digging and a little more research, you know, into the topic, but doctors or psychiatrists or whatever, what base it is, emotions and feelings, and when you're able to do that, they're saying that that is almost a trauma response from childhood or you're monitoring your surroundings and your your extremely like hyper vigilant like hyper Mm -hmm. aware Mm -hmm. of what's going on around you empathic intuition is what i like to call it yes and it's just the weirdest craziest thing but it's it's true it's like an actual for me anyways i know it's it's just been true you know and i can i can do it i can sense it i can feel it Yep, things empaths are supposed to be, you know, very, very intuitive. Well, and also the narcissist, for the most part, is very unaware of their own emotions. And I feel like they want to draw your emotions so that they can feel something. But then it's, it's a foreign feeling to have empathy to them. So then that turns into hate. They, they really don't want to be empathic because that makes them vulnerable and vulnerability as we know sucks no matter what you have to be some somewhat vulnerable through life in order to to be human is is my opinion on that whereas the narcissist says oh hell no no because then you're going to take advantage you're gonna use and abuse me like i'm 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 here to do that to you I'm here to suck the lifeblood from you. Like they are basically energy vampires. If you will, vampires, yeah. Absolutely. They They recognize something like a brightness to you, like a light in you. Yes. They don't have that for themselves, and the only way for them to get that is to latch on to someone who is that way naturally so the moth and the flame exactly oh my gosh something they want something they desire but honestly i i don't believe they know how to take care of 
someone like that, you know, or to care for someone like that. It's almost like they don't know what to do with those that was um janet jackson it was one of my favorite songs like a moth to a flame um i didn't realize that years ago when i heard the song i just know i love the song um but after a while i realized she's talking about a narcissistic relationship can't you see my desire you know things like that like a moth to the flame and that to me explained basically the whole empath narcissistic relationship like the flame's going to yeah. burn you. It's tender little wings of the moth, you know. But the moth can't help but go towards the light, you know. And yes. you can look at it from either side. You can be the moth getting burned up by the narcissist being the flame. Or the narcissist is the moth and you're the flame. And when they're attracted to that light, to the flame, eventually they burn up. And the blame is always on the empath anyway, though. No, because at some point, I think if you're a strong person, um, which I happen to think you are, I happen to believe I am. I think we're a rare breed of, of empaths that also we have life skills behind us. You know, we have had uh, enough relationships in our lifetime, be it friends, family, lovers, whatever, that we can recognize pretty early on. Whereas, say, a younger person or not so uh, relationship skilled person, they may not see all the red flags and all the signals that, hey, this is a danger zone and you need to put those boundaries up, you know, find them, enforce them, do what you got to do to save yourself. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel that it's about saving yourself, your soul, like from the damages that these relationships will bring and some are life lasting you know they can last a lifetime the damage that they can do and it's only through stepping out for a while of relationships say you're not in a a marriage or something it's only then that you can step back and say what the hell was that you know you know what it was you knew what it was when you were in it you were just praying if if you pray (laughs) you were praying that this time you're wrong that it's not that but you intuitively know that it is that and so you're trying to take the joy for the moment that it's here right we we try to just think that well okay then if i know that it's what it is i'm just going to enjoy the moment and when it's over it's over it doesn't really work like that you know? Right. It's like when it's all said and done, I feel like you knew better, but you chose to ignore the signs and, right. you know, then you end up, I don't want to say hating yourself, but you're beating yourself up because you're thinking, what the heck was I doing? Exactly. You know, exactly. What was I doing? Why did I allow myself to go through that? Well, and the whole communication style is different between the narcissist and the empath. I think that the empath comes to a communication style of loving and giving and caring and, you know, wanting what's best for the other person, forgetting about themselves. Like, okay, I've done this for them and, you know, and that's great. And, and as humans, we should want to do what's good for someone 
But the problem comes in when we forget about, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm in this too, am I not? Don't I deserve some caring and compassion and and respect and love and all that? We forget about that. And they take advantage of that, you know. And then the point is when the narcissist realizes that you're starting to pick up on the red flags and the clues that, hey, this is pretty one-sided. And so you step back and you stop giving and you stop caring or maybe not as much. Then they're like, wait, it's not all about me with this person? What? What? You know? So then they start to withdraw because they're like, okay, I'm not getting fed what I need. I'm not getting my supply as much as I was. So what happened? What, you know, well, we woke up. And realized yeah. we were in this alone, you know, so. And I realized even, I don't know about for you, but for me, I've realized that even, even before things come to an end, if they do, I mean, with that individual, I mean, it could be a friend or a family member or whatever, what have you. I've noticed that even when, even after I picked up on all those signs and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore, or I don't give them that energy, the same energy that they're used to, you know, it's almost like, like you're saying, they withdraw, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you're, you're going to be disregarded, like they disregard you because you're not giving them what they need at that time. With the narcissist, they live from a very grandiose perspective of themselves. And yeah. so the, the empath is there to praise them and their accomplishments and their this and their beauty and their you know whatever it is if you stop doing that that can cause an injury to them they can't have that you know they it's like well where's my adoration you know you're supposed to adore me and and put me on this pedestal and like I'm a god you know you stop doing that and that's when it all starts to come down. At least this is what I have noticed over relationships that I've had with this type of individual, that when I realized what they really needed from me, you can't keep that up. I mean, come on, you have to get real. Eventually, you just have to be a person, yeah. you know? And it's great that you did this and you did that and whatever, but that shouldn't be the basis for a relationship. Right. In fact, it can't be. It can't be. How would it ever work? You know, it's like, it's, it's not a take and take. It's, a, it's supposed to be a give and take, but those types of relationships, it's not. It's all about the other, you know, with the narcissist, it's all about them. Mm-hmm. So there is no give and take. It's only what can I get from this person to make me feel better about myself and my work, you know, my self-worth. Mm-hmm. And- that guy that I dated a couple years ago. Uh that I brought to the restaurant for breakfast that one morning. Now, he was very fine. I mean, really a fine-looking man. And um, smart, intelligent, like, very sexy, very, very beautiful, everything, right? He, I didn't realize it at the time, but I started to realize it. I think I saw him for what a year year and a half on and off on and off at the last go round I was like you know what he even called himself a narcissist one day and I was like 
I, uh, yeah, I hadn't even really thought about that. But since he had said it, I thought, wait a minute. He's telling me what he is, and I'm just not paying attention, you know. After the relationship, after I finally ended it for good, um, I did reflect. I did take some time to think, you know, what what was this? And why did I allow him to keep coming back around in round two, round three, whatever it was? I still didn't understand that what he was trying to say, he was actually trying to tell me the truth, and I just didn't want to hear it. That was the problem. He was telling me who he was. He was showing me. Now, he was very nice. It's not like he was abusive or anything like that. Because, girl, you know I wouldn't put up with that for one minute. Exactly. But that's how a lot of them do it. You know, they draw you in and then they get what their needs are and then they devalue you. They devalue the relationship by saying, oh, this isn't that and this is never going to be that. Right now, this is all that I can give, you know. And so words like that, you think, okay, well, maybe in time you can give more. I've heard or I, you know, not always, I shouldn't say I've always heard, but just from digging deeper and there's a lot of people that just from being in these kind of situations and stuff, like you're saying this this man he came out and said i am a narcissist okay well a lot of the time they will come out and tell you exactly who they are and what they are and it's like you know oh you deserve somebody better or right you know, I'm, I'm i love that line because i do in your life right now you know <laughs> I do, I do, I do deserve something better. That was probably the truest words he ever said besides I'm a narcissist, right? And the thing was is that I didn't even know what I was doing there. I I wasn't looking for any kind of relationship at the time when I met him. And, um, you know, it just became, we'd hang out, we were friends, and then the friends with benefits. And then he said, you know, that's all he was interested in. And I said, that's cool because I'm not really looking for anything either. But after a while... That becomes boring. Right. You know, it just really becomes. Connect on a deeper level. Yes. Yes. And then when that happened, and it was me, empath narcissist, um, I realized at that point, I'm not getting what I need to get out of this at all. And then it's like the sex became boring. You know, it was hot in the beginning, but then it became boring because I mentally checked out. So I didn't right. really want what you had to offer if that's all you have to offer because then it became the same stuff, you know, and right. that's boring. If you can't it explore is. and try new things and, and new places and whatever, it right. becomes boring. And honestly, boring sex can ruin good relationships and mm-hmm. good relation right. or bad relationships, good sex can keep a bad relationship going oh gosh, longer than it needs to, right? <laughs> Come from that, you know. <laughs> they, they, I believe they stem from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I, I listen to a guy, his name is, um, well, he goes by Stefan Speaks, does a lot of like, relationship guru. I don't think I've heard of it. him. I don't, I don't, yeah. I'll have to look him up. He's very, very good. If you if you ever have a chance, look him up. But he gives excellent relationship advice, and that was one of his topics. Is it doesn't matter how good the sex is, if the relationship is toxic, you 
walk away, you know, mm-hmm. you step away, mm-hmm. you don't stay in that, you know, in that relationship or that environment if it's not just good for you, healthy for you, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I feel like the empath comes from a place of genuine kindness, you know, exactly. to yeah. the world and the opposite of the narcissist that they want your kindness they want everyone to be kind to them and giving to them but they have nothing to give you and that's a problem you know because again that leads to the one the one-sided you know give and take give and take but if you're always giving and they're always taking sooner or later the gas tank runs empty right if there's nothing refilling you know then it's just a matter of time you know and it's unfortunate that we have allowed narcissists to rule the world is basically right. how I see it. Those words just came to mind and you spoke them for me. <laughs> Ruling the world. Yeah, for sure. There's too many of them, for one. Mm-hmm. There's just too okay. many in power for another thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it ends. Honestly, I don't know. I have my suspicions, but... At the same time, we don't want to look at that. We don't want to look at the fact that we have allowed these people to take over the world and and gain all this power and control to the point that they are willing to basically blow up the world in order to hide their dirty deeds. You know, what they've been doing to humanity for eons, basically, Mm -hmm. probably since the beginning of time. See, I don't believe in power and control over anyone. And that's just the stance I have always come from. And maybe that is what has allowed me to become a victim a few times in my life of these kind of people. Um, Not that I look at myself as a victim either. I just look at myself as a person in circumstance that this is where I found myself. And when I woke up is when I left, you know, but there's no leaving this. So right now I'm getting out there. I'm trying to meet people, hopefully meet a like-minded man and, um, you know, connect on that level i don't know how much time we have before they shut the doors on us again but um i'm actively trying to meet (laughs) someone who i can relate to that understands me and i understand them and we're thinking the same thing so that we can move forward into our future even if it means just us alone you know for a time being that would be great because i need human touch i need human compassion i need um, understanding and I have so much that I want to give when right. you can't give it's like shutting off that spigot you know eventually it's going to burst right so right. that's where right. I feel like I'm getting to at the moment and um, so I've, I've decided to take a proactive approach and to get out there and start dating but not dating for the sake of dating uh, mm-hmm. I am very selective as you know and right, right. That's why I stay alone more than in a relationship because I am too selective sometimes, I guess. I'm hoping. It's not a bad thing, you know. Right. You have standards. <laughs> of course, of course. To, and honestly, you know. I don't know what's going on. T, I don't know what's happening lately, but something's happening to me spiritually, emotionally, physically. Like, I don't even look the same. I haven't seen you in a while, but right. when you see me... You're going to be like, wow. I mean, so I'm, what's that word when you regress backwards physically? 
Like, I look about 15 years younger than just a year ago. I don't know what is happening. It's the skin, it's the hair, it's it's my my basic, my look. Like, I don't know right. what's happening. I, ca I can't even explain it as to what's happening. Even people that I do see on a regular, they're like, yeah. wow, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah, did you? something's different. They can see something yeah. I think a lot of it happens to be the spiritual journey that I've been on, but in, in another sense, um, I do have an awesome stylist. <laughs> and he cut my hair a few weeks ago, and oh my God, it's like the most perfect cut I've ever had in my whole life. It's just amazing. But also, um, I have started using like vitamin E oil on my face. Oh, yeah. On my yeah. face, because a friend of mine told me about it, and I was like, all right, I'll try it. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's it. I don't know what's happening, but I swear to God, when you see me, you're going to be like, holy shit, yeah. you know? I look about 15 years younger than just wow. a year ago. Like, it's so incredible. And I have these younger guys, like, like hitting on me. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. buddy, <laughs> I I'm probably I old enough it. to be your mom, you know? Maybe. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like a, maybe you feel more at things and with yourself and that has you know. something to do with it yeah like i said i've been on a spiritual journey and i do believe mm -hmm. um that has a, a lot to do with it because as again when i was with that last narcissist a couple years ago i started seeing it in my face what is happening to me i started like it wears on you. yes rapidly you aging and now it's like I'm going out. the other way. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. And I'm doing all my probiotics and like everything and hitting the gym and just doing everything hard, hardcore. Right. So maybe all of that combined together is what is happening. But um, right. I'm liking it, whatever it is, I need to figure it out. So I do it even more, you know, but it's crazy. It's crazy. I will see you soon and you will tell me like, wow, you know. Yeah. I even saw a girlfriend of mine that I haven't seen in a few months and she was like, girl, what, what, is, what's, what's different? What, what? So I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't even know what it is. And, and a lot of it is mental. Like a lot of it is mental. Um, I think then you're right. You come back to a piece, you know, and empaths are really good at coming back to peace after a storm. We just, it's its just in us. It's in our DNA to like eventually inner, come back. Like we have an inner strength, you know? Yes, that that a lot of the world doesn't have. Like a fighting spirit, you know? Yes, and the world should thank us for being here. Right? <laughs> now I'm talking like a narcissist. <laughs> and I believe everybody has a little bit of narcissism in them because everyone has an ego. We have an ego since inception. Right. And then when you're a baby, um, the narcissist only starts to grow bigger because, oh, if I cry, I get the bottle. If I do this, I get that. So that, that begins the ego's training, how to get what it needs to survive. Now, as you get older, it's not only just about survival, but it's about the pleasures in life. So I need to do this to get personal pleasures from people. And right. I need to do this in order to get power from people. And so it just continues to grow. I don't know that a 
narcissist is born a narcissist, but I think society has a way of developing and creating the narcissist. It's like a monster. Nurture versus nature? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. It comes from somewhere. I swear nowadays. I, I believe that. That's all you hear is, you know, inner child work and right. work and right. reparenting the inner child. And it's like, do it. You know? There is. There is. But at the same time, we can mm-hmm. take that too far. Like, yeah. if we take it so far, let's just reject everything out there and everyone out there. And let's just go totally in. Okay, so where's that getting you? Is that getting you happy? Is that holding you at night? Is that kissing you? You know, right. is, is that making your soul happy to be so alone? No, it doesn't. But if that's yeah. what someone needs to do or feels they need to do, then so be it. Do it. You know, hope you enjoy that. You know, right. I personally right. can do both at the same time. I can heal myself. I can find myself. I can right. love myself. I can do all of that. But I will not close the door. So where do you think it goes as far as the the empaths and the narcissists? Like, I feel like we are the empaths and the narcissists are controlling everything right now. Controlling the world. Yes. Currently. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like there's going to be, like you were saying, kind of like an uprising. Like, we're going to eventually have enough. And there's going to be a lot of pushback. That's what I feel like. I feel the same. For forever. Can they? You know? No, it can't. It can't continue down this path because it's just not, it's just not normal for humanity to be so violent and so angry. And I get it that we have this ability in ourselves and our, probably in our DNA from caveman times, you know? But we're not living in caveman times anymore. We're supposed to be a civilized society. Right. Modern times. (laughs) Calls for modern debates. And like, why can't we have debates like we used to? I used to be in a debate club in high school. And Mm -hmm. I freaking loved it. I loved debate. It was great. I was in my chess club. I was in debate. I was all the academic stuff. And um, now I feel like that's not even, I mean, that's not even allowed you know, there's no such thing as debate. What's debate? You must be a racist. Yeah. <laughs> you want right. to debate? You got to be right. a racist. You know, I'm sick of that word being thrown around too. Like the narcissist, you know, if you don't agree with me, well, you're racist. Wait. Right. And I'm like, yeah. wait, but you're white and I'm white. So how, how is that racist? You know? <laughs> Explain it. You know, yeah. I don't like the president because he's a clown. So that makes me a racist. He's white, you know, mm-hmm. like. People just don't make any sense anymore. And they don't even care that they don't make any sense. Spouting off, gaslighting, saying whatever they want to say. They don't care if you agree or disagree. It's just a way to shut people up. And it's propaganda, like you say. Now, if people go back and they think about before World War I or World War II, that was one of the ways that they got things started was to start to turn the people against each other. It was so easy, too, because people are weak. We are weak-minded. And, you know, they say we only use, what, a certain percentage of our brain. Why Why are we not using all of our brain? What? What's the reason for that? I don't know it. Maybe scientists say they don't know it. But 
I think it's been turned off somehow. Yes. Genetically. That we can't use the parts of our brain that would bring us to a resolve of, you know, peace and loving and uh, living civil and taking care of each other. Like, what, what happened to that? What's so wrong with living a peaceful existence? Why is everyone so angry and judgmental and downright disgusting? So... Crazy. I'd rather, you know, oh, I'd rather we all be living in harmony. Every, you know, peace. <laughs> it all sounds good. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's one of the things I've always loved about you. It's one of the things I've always loved about you. Ever since I met you, I knew on day one that you were a special individual. You know that you care. You know you care about things. And yet, at the same time, much like myself, you can care to a point, but you're not going to let people step on you, walk all over your boundaries, and right. try to put you in that box. You're not going to have right. it. You, Your claws can come out oh, yes. just like that. And I love yes. it. I love it. Yeah. It takes a while for me. You exactly. Know, so I have much, a long fuse, right? Same. Eventually, after I've had enough and I you know it's like okay no more enough is enough and like you said it's like that fighting spirit that comes out it's like I'm not gonna put up with this anymore you know right exactly <clears throat> so and that's when the boundaries I mean they probably should have been established beforehand but it has been my pleasure, and you are always welcome to come on another episode anytime you want. If you have a topic, and and this goes for all the audience out there, if you have a topic, something you want to dig deep into, I'm always here. Just shoot me a line, you know, if you're out there, DM me, whatever. And Miss T, call me, say, hey, I got this great idea. Um, I'm always here. I'm not going anywhere. I might have been gone for a little bit over the summer, but again, everybody understands. I'm so happy I got to. Yeah, now I'm back. And also, like I said, uh, we're trying to get more people over on the Rumble because I know at some point, maybe even today, I always say each episode, it might be today that I kind of piss off the oligarchs, you know, and they, they rip my channel away. So uh, we are on Rumble at T-D-S-O-T-H-C, and it's a little different from the YouTube. Definitely look for us over on the Rumble and subscribe over there in case you never find us back on the YouTube or on Podbean. That's our home. And uh, always have our website. So we're everywhere. They're not going to stop us. And I appreciate you taking the time today to be with us and shed some of your light and plant some of your seeds to the world. So other than that, any last words, any final thoughts? Be careful out there. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Right. <laughs> I know, I know this one guy says, keep your head at a swivel. Very true. Positivity and, you know, sharing your light and, yes. I don't know, not letting people come on your light. I don't know, try to keep things moving, I guess. Exactly. And like I'm always saying, keep those vibrations high because these psychopaths, they feed off of fear and that's yeah. all they really want is for us to be so afraid that we'll just do whatever they say. And I'm sorry, I don't believe in power of anything right. or anyone other than nature. Nature is all powerful. Nature will tell us if we're going to have one more day or not. So in the meantime, right. do what you can to keep those vibrations up. Miss T, I love you. 
Uh, you know that. You're my soul sister, and I'm looking forward to seeing you real soon. Thank you, sweetheart. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.